Welcome back to Total Focus Podcast. I'm your host, Paul. Our sponsor of the week is Mid-Atlantic Video and Photography Production. No matter if you need photos or videos, they are the team to get the job done. Do you need a photographer for a wedding, a special event, or professional headshots? They can help you out. Or do you need a videographer for a wedding videography, a commercial, or maybe a home video? We can help you with that. So when you're thinking about photos or videos, make sure you contact Mid-Atlantic Video and Photography Productions for both your photography and your videography needs. Our special guest this week is a naval officer, a board-certified dentist, and seven-time national title holder winners, currently holding the title of International Miss 2020. Corinne Devon is on the show. What an incredible person. She has worked tirelessly to go over and above and really challenge herself to be the best person possible by serving on the Navy, as well as being a dentist and really helping everyone, as well as competing in multiple systems and being successful. This is someone that you should look up to, and I hope you are motivated by this episode. And welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Paul. It's a pleasure to be here. Oh, it's such a pleasure to have... um, an incredible uh, uh, pageant contestant, as well as someone who's really serving our country. So I, I appreciate you really make, making the the ultimate sacrifice and really um, serving our country. So I appreciate um, having someone that is going above and beyond the call of duty. So it's always exciting to um, to have someone who's really taking her platform and, and really using it to the maximum capacity. So kudos for you and thank you for doing that for us <laughs> thank you paul it's wonderful to be here and i should say buona sera from italia because i am greeting from sicily italy and i have to say i'm thrilled to be here and thank you so much for having me i'm proud to be a naval officer but i'm also um want to let you and your views know these are my views not the views of the navy or the department of defense and I'm happy to answer any questions about being a Navy station in Italy, an orthodontist, a beauty queen, or um, anything outside that realm, too. Well, I mean, um, I, I didn't know about the doctor thing, but um, being a dentist, dentistry is a, a huge role there and um, plays a major health, a major role in your health. So that's a that's a key thing there too. Do you, do you, is that your role in the Navy, or do you play? Are you doing some another assignment? So I was uh, brought into the Navy by a scholarship called the Health Profession Science, uh, Health Profession Scholarship Program. And what that program is offered by the Army, Air Force, and Navy is they paid for me to go to dental school. And in return, I came into the Navy as a dentist, a lieutenant is what I was commissioned in 2007. And my main job is to be a dentist. But as anyone will tell you, whether the Army, the Marines, the Coast Guard, the Navy, is our first role is to be an officer. And our second role is to do our job, which is being a um, doctor of dentistry. And so I have been truly honored and humbled um, because I get to treat the men and women who catch our bullets and truly serve our country. Well, hey, no matter if you're on the front lines or, or, or making sure that the boys and girls are are um, taken care of behind um, in the green zone, it's always a important um, role in that. So, 
Um, so how did pageantry really play a role in getting you to the point you are today? Were you always, you know, seeking that or were you as a young child more doing sports or playing uh, a piano or playing some kind of instrument? You know, pageantry was something that was definitely not planned. It kind of um, snuck up on me. And, and how it happened was I actually was not one of the girls that did it younger. Um, I played sports. However, I feel like every sport I did, I seemed how to get injured, um, such as when I was about nine years old, we played softball and my glove broke. And at the time I was wearing glasses. And so when the glove broke, the ball hit my glasses, which cut my face and I had a massive black eye. And the next day was picture day. So you could only imagine as a nine-year-old kid, you cannot get out of picture day with mom and dad. So I, as I got older and I switched um, activities when I was in dental school, one of my colleagues was telling me that she watched the Miss USA pageant the night before. And the second runner up happened to be a dental student from North Carolina. And she's like, Corinne, you should do this. And before I had a chance to answer, some jerk in my class who was paying attention to our conversation and eavesdropping said, oh, Corinne can never do that. And I just turned around and told him, watch me. And that's where it started back in 2005. And I've just been very, very blessed to learn a lot from pageantry, network, meet a wonderful world of women as well as resources that I would have never, never, ever made. And how that's helped me transition the military is I learned how to do makeup in pageants. So when I was in officer school and the one day that we're allowed to wear makeup in officer school for our photos, guess who was doing every girl's makeup up and down the hallway? Yours truly. And that was just learning from pageants. So that's one of the many skills I've learned from it. And it's something that's true and near to my, dear to my heart. And I know I'll be involved in some capacity for the rest of my life. Are you one of those um, particular type of people that like to be challenged? So does, it sounds like that that sarcastic person really made it a indelible mark on it. Do, is that something that like you use that as like a motivation that like, you know, I'm going to do this um, spite you. Is that how it is or no? You know, I think in life I've always been, I've, you know, we all have our challenges or obstacles. For example, I grew up in the military, so we moved every two years. So I had to make friends. And then once I felt comfortable, I had to do it over again. And for me, the idea that someone told me I couldn't do something was all the drive I needed to do it. I just never dreamed I would do it after one time. <laughs> I would never dream that I would do it again and again. But, you know, I think sometimes that's, um, that's maybe the universe or fate or God, depending on who you believe in, maybe opening up a door of opportunity that you never really thought or saw before. So going into your first pageantry, what what system did you decide to compete in and I, what are what are the challenges that you faced in that first uh pageant so i did the usa system and the state of nevada so miss nevada usa i actually got first runner up my first year i did it um i would say it was very naive i look at the things that i wore like i wore a gold dress and being blonde hair and fair skin that just does not pop well on stage um, I walked into an interview. I, I think being naive was that helped me because I didn't really have an awareness of everything going on. But the challenges I would say is that probably lack of preparation, lack of utilizing a coach, um, knowing how to make my short stature appear tall on stage. Um, those were some of the things I kind of learned and it, and it took me a couple of years to kind of 
find a niche and also find some good people. As we know, in every profession and just every industry, there is always a few apples that fall far from the tree and there's people with different agendas. And I was very fortunate as I moved along in pageantry that I met some wonderful people that not only helped me succeed, but they also challenged me to push myself in areas of life that I hadn't pushed myself in. If it wasn't for that first pageant, would you have gone on to other ones? Or do you think the, the USA system really puts you in a good state of mind of how pageantry should be and, and how fun it is? And is that why you continued on or, or was there you another know, I, reason why you got a bug? For it? I would say initially, um, doing so well my first time, first year, I was like, oh my gosh, I should go back and do it again. And that's definitely the competitive part side of me. Um, and I can't say it was the USA system that kept me going per se, but it was some of the girls that I met in the system that kept me going. And some of those girls turned me on to other systems. And I really learned that, you know, the girl who wins Miss America is not going to be the same girl who necessarily wins Miss USA or some of these other big pageants. And I believe that it was some of the way that these girls challenged me. And I was learning things from pageantry that I hadn't learned growing up that I really enjoyed. And I wanted to continue that. I wanted to be challenged because I knew the skills that we're learning were going to serve me in other parts of my life. And, and so far they really have. What are some of the key things that you've learned that you didn't learn necessarily in school that you learned in pageantry that you think that have really benefited you to be a better person today and be more successful? Emotional intelligence, learning how to stand in uh, a group of strangers and be gregarious, be charismatic, learn how to be relatable and connect with them very quickly so that such as when I go into a boardroom or I speak to a commanding officer, I know immediately how to talk to them on their level where they're thinking about the words that I am saying and not all the other distractions or the other 50 people that walk through the door. That is one thing that pageantry has definitely taught me how to do. It's also taught me etiquette, how to be polished in multiple different situations. I mean, if you think about it, pageantry is very diverse as far as the women that come to compete, their backgrounds, where they're from. And I think that's an important skill to have because not only does it make you more well-rounded, but it gives you a very good culture awareness and a very good foundation on how to really relate and talk to a large group of people, a large audience. So you're able to cast a wide net in who the audience you're trying to capture, whether you're working for a company or you're doing a presentation or you're trying to convince people on a motivational talk to really change, intimate change in their life. Do you think that it's, it's, um, just a lack of resources that you don't learn those kind of re those skills in high school or college, or is it just because they're really focused on a different aspect of education and, and that's why you don't really learn those skills by just going to college or, or finishing high school? I believe that schools will give you a good baseline on how to be book smart. But as you and I both know, there's many different types of smarts out there, um, such as becoming a leader. Leaders are not born, they learn. They learn through success, they learn through failures, they learn through their followers, they learn through make, um, they learn by, by taking training education, but learning how to apply them in real world situations. So to me, I think that's where pageantry challenges you 
I mean, right now we're in the middle of a pandemic. Being asked questions on a stage about something that didn't happen for over a hundred years is something that you can never learn in school. You can read about it, you can think about it and study the history about it, but unless you actually live it, the way that you're gonna apply that knowledge education is gonna be far different. Oh, I absolutely agree. Anytime you live through something, you have a better um, reaction and be able to um, form a educated response to it. So that's absolutely true. So coming out of that first pageant, did you just continue to compete in USA or did you decide to seek other pageants and grow and grow your knowledge in the pageant industry? Because I was very new and green in pageants, I thought that was the only system I could do. Um, I was 24 years old when I first competed, so I had already aged out of Miss America. So I thought that that was the only system out there. So I did it for a couple of years, and that's when I started learning about other systems. Um, and the next system I learned about was the United States system. And through there, that kind of springboard into other systems because I was meeting more uh, women and also in different age groups. Um, I was very fortunate that I had gone to school in Las Vegas where a lot of pageants are held. And I think just being exposed and hearing about them, now I kind of knew where to search for them, you know, how to do my homework, who to talk to, um, girls that have competed, you know, and get a really good idea of what that system embodies and what they're looking for. So I'm not changing who I am, but I'm looking for a system that really aligns with who I am as a person. When you competed in USA, what are some of the key things that you like that you definitely were seeking out that made you want to to um, compete in their system? When I competed in Miss Nevada USA, I really liked that it taught me how to be very body conscious and ha have a very good stage presence. Um, for me, that was something very new to me, and I could see how someone who could be graceful across the stage could also have be strong and feminine, and I found that very attractive quality, and it was something that I feel that they've done very, very well in their system. So did you, did you pursue going in the United States further or did you just um, bounce around to another system? Because eventually you did um, um, work in Galaxy and also in the Earth system. So how did those come about? So with the United States system, I won Miss Nevada United States in 2007. I placed them top five. And when I did that system, I got invited to compete in the international system um, that was held in Chicago. And when I did that, that was probably the largest system I did. And I remember I ran out of clothes at that pageant. I remembered the girls from North Carolina and South Carolina. They were the sweetest things. They took their sparkly shirts off their back and their dresses and gave them to me. And they put another one on themselves, but it made me realize that if this is some, a hobby, if this is something I want to pursue and really give it the full breadth of my focus, that I really need to kind of take a step back and understand who I was and what I was bringing to the pageant. And from that, I did some smaller systems. I did the All-American pageant in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. And that was the first time I hired a coach and learned how to interview properly and learn how to articulate and tell my story well, but in a short time frame. And that was when I started winning pageants. So I won the All-American Miss. And shortly after that, I got deployed to Iraq with the uh, Marine Corps and the Navy. So majority of my photos for my first national title was on Iraq and Kuwait. And when I came back, 
um, I realized how much I miss pageantry. I missed the females that I connected with because being in the military, very often I'm the only female where I work. I'm the only female in the unit. And there was something about that energy um, and that presence that I really missed. And so I did a pageant in Texas called Miss United America. I competed three weeks after I got back and I won. And for me, my reason for doing that pageant was I wanted to get back into pageantry, but it was also in Texas where I got in for residency. So um, six months later, I moved to Texas. And if anyone knows, the United States, Texas is definitely known for pageantry. I think it's right up next to God and football. Uh, yeah. And, <laughs> and these women were amazing. I went to pageant expos. I even did my dissertation in my residency program with pageant girls. Pageant girls helped me graduate from my orthodontic residency program. And I mean, who can say that about a hobby that they play at factor getting their master's degree and helping them become um, where they're at. Pageant girls helped me find my place to live because there's really no water in Texas. And I, I mean, that's the type of camaraderie that I had in the military. And being around that made me realize I still wanted to compete. So I competed in the United States system again, but it's Texas. And for me, that was my outlet outside of residency. So I, it forced me to really have good time management. And I put all my effort into competing in for the state pageant. I was very lucky. I won. And nationals were the week after I graduated. And I won Miss United States in 2012. And that was incredible. And as So am I counting? Navy, so am I, yeah. am I correct? Am I counting three national titles in like four uh, years uh, yes, at that point that's correct okay yes. so that's got to be kind of a record right because i don't know that many people that have three national titles in almost four years so that's pretty cool just at that point that, and we're still yeah. we got more to come so <laughs> well you know and what i was learning at that time was i was also i met a wonderful coach in texas and i was finding that a coach was what I needed to really push myself. And, you know, I tell people, like, look at Olympic athletes. They have personal trainers. It's not because they're out of shape, but because they want that person to put that mirror in front of their face that their family or friends can do. They want that person who really can push them higher, faster, stronger to their goal. And that's what I knew that I needed. And that's when I realized that success would happen for me. And that happened when I really started with my first national title. And, again, I was going a little bit bigger, a little bit bigger, getting more comfortable, kind of coming into my own, knowing who I am, what I bring to the table, and and also being challenged. There's lots of questions I've been asked because I'm in the military and because I'm in healthcare that maybe some other contestants haven't been asked, but because that's what I do, that kind of opens the door and maybe some areas that maybe not be opened. And after, after I won the Miss United States title, I got sent to Japan, which here I am in another country for my title, but it was awesome because in Asia, pageantry isn't revered as it is in the United States. However, having a sparkly crown definitely opened up a lot of doors because even if I couldn't speak the language proficiently, it was a way that I could relate to people. It was a way that I could um, introduce myself in a very respectful, quiet, called reserved culture. There's something well, there's, there's yeah. something magical about either the sash or the crown, even walking in Congress that will get the attention of, of a senator or a congressman. So you're absolutely right there. And, you know, if if you if you want to just make some change in your local assembly, just having that sash on really does get you more attention than being just a, a normal citizen. So It really does. It, it truly, truly does. And so I, um, 
I had a wonderful year and I wanted to compete, but I wanted to compete internationally. And I learned about the galaxy system. And again, um, worked with a fantastic coach who knew the system very well. And I did it. Um, I got everything ready in Japan and came all the way to Florida. And again, was very fortunate. I won. And, you know, I started using the same evening gown dress. I've, I tell a lot of girls, I've had the same gown since 2012 that I've won several pageants in. So you and don't feel pressure. So you don't necessarily feel pressured to go out and buy new dresses every time then? Because no, that's, I, that's refreshing no, because I, I have colleagues that feel so much pressure that they have to change their dress every time. So that's a, just a, for all of our, my listeners out here, we have someone that's won multiple national titles and she doesn't change her dress. So kudos to you and to be so confident that you're going to have a dress that you feel so beautiful in. And I, I commend you for that because why, why change a dress and, and buy something new when you know you look great in it? Exactly. I mean, is that, is that the philosophy behind that? Um, you know, for me, it's how you feel in that dress. Um, I was, I got this dress at La Costa Hermosa, believe it or not, the dress, it was a custom dress made for another, uh, contestant, but she had changed her mind and all they had to do was take, um, four inches off the, uh, the gown because it was too tall for me. And the owner of the shop, Raman Fleming, who was very wonderful, gave me a very, very generous discount on the dress. And I will tell you, I don't train for swimsuit. I train for that dress every single pageant um, because, you know, as we age and as we train, our bodies do change. And being in the military, I have to train my body differently in the military than I have to train for pageantry. Um, but it's just, you know, nature of the job. I'm sure it'd be the same but, I mean, if I was that, an Olympic swimmer. I think, that, I think that's anybody that, you know, our body starts to not to give us as much strength as we do. And we have to adapt as we get older. So it's like, um, my old, my old, my old sort of classic comment is that if you're looking for, if you're looking for abs, then, you know, eventually they're all going to get old and flabby. So the most important thing is to be consistent, like, you know, in, in good shape overall. So, um, because the at you know if you shoot for abs you know it's it's not real realistic to have those when you're 50 or 60 so <laughs> I'll definitely keep it in mind I right, will exactly. definitely keep it in mind so, so. you know it's to, to me it really sounds like the defining factor is that you really decided to take it seriously after hiring a coach and ever ever since hiring that coach um it is basically the defining moment when you started winning your national titles, which is just a really phenomenal story there. Is that how you see it? Or do you think you just, at that point, you start taking it seriously? Um, I think it's a combination of not just a coach, but it's a combination of just a mindset. Like you've, I've kind of had a chance to kind of get my feet wet, kind of understand and then, you know, it's, it's like anything, the more you read about it, the more you do research, you feel more confident in making a decision to really invest the time, the money, the energy into it versus when you're kind of new, there's a lot of unknowns, but yes, definitely. I would say, you know, to anyone who wants to compete plan ahead and having a coach are the two best things you can do and giving yourself the best chance for success. And do you feel that you really learned a lot by working up the pageant uh, ladder by, you know, working at these smaller systems and then going to the bigger ones until you get to a galaxy or international, or do you feel that it really doesn't matter? You can jump right 
in the deep end and go to USA or America and you could do well? You know, I think it depends on the type of person you are. Um, for me, I, I learned a lot of the smaller pageants. It gave me confidence because, again, I wasn't a, a, a young girl that competed in pageants. I was 24 when I did my first one. So I was very different um, than I think a lot of the women I met. Um, however, I think it's just, uh, you know, how serious of a competitor you are. Um, do you, when you look at the website, like if, if some girl wanted to jump from never competing to international, I would tell them, you know, look at the pageant, see who the current title is. Look at the former title holders, you know, see who they embody. Is that someone that you're like, oh yeah, that, that, that girl is part of my tribe. Then I say, go for it. But if you find it's very different from who you are, then maybe take a step back because you don't want to be inauthentic by trying to be someone you're not because people will see right through that when you compete. Did you feel that holding that first national title and being deployed um, like help you to be more motivated to do it again so that you could hold another title and, and get the full experience? Or did you appreciate having that title and maybe, you know, autographing the boys, you know, cause sometimes it's, you know, it's always good to have a celebrity there to motivate. And if you're, working so you're like a permanent celebrity did you get that like did did you feel like you were motivating people to to work hard while you're there or you didn't feel that you were getting that full benefit what i did feel when i was there was the fact that every single girl of that pageant sent me a care package to me and my crew that was deployed wow. so i felt the camaraderie i felt the friendship i mean even one girl i remember she competed in that pageant three times i got first run up every year and here I am, newbie, comes in and wins, and I was blown away by their kindness. Um, for me, being on deployment, I can't wear a crown and banner. I'm wearing a black jacket. I'm wearing a helmet gotcha. to protect myself in a country known for uncharted minefields. So the closest thing that I got to do was put on a male spoof beauty pageant where <laughs> it was something comical and fun where the guys, you know, instead of swimsuit, they would wear their gym gear and kind of you know, okay. dressed up different ways. Um, I had CBs, which are in the Navy. They are engineers that build uh, structures. I had them create boards of um, cartoon characters and um, animes such as, you know, Disney or Pluto. So the guys would walk by and you would only see their legs in the upper half. You would see a character. And um, we, you know, at the end, their, their question on stage would be something fun. Nothing, you know, nothing political, nothing religious. But if you could be an animal, what animal would you be and why? So questions that you knew that no matter how they answered it, it would elicit a, you know, a funny response. And it would just kind of lighten, um, you know, the environment that we were in. And so for me, that was what made me a celebrity. And also being a dentist, because on that base, my boss and I were in charge of taking care of the 25,000 soldiers Iraqi security force and contractors that were located on that base in Al-Assad. Well, I mean, it definitely sounds like they um, mo motivate you to, to, to be a, a part of the group. And it sounds like you had some good experiences. And if uh, I believe in the philosophy of, if you just help one person to, to get home safely or do well, then you, you made a big difference. So. Yeah, I, um, I couldn't agree more. And for me, um, one of the best things about that deployment is um, I have friends from that deployment. A lot of them are out of the military, um, but I'm still good friends with them today. So to me, the camaraderie, the friendships, the battle buddies I, I, I made are just, it's priceless. It's truly priceless. So...
I just wanted to take one second from this great interview and talk about our sponsor of the week, Mid-Atlantic Video and Photography Productions. No matter if you're planning a wedding, a special event, or you just need an amazing headshot, they are the team to get the job done. You can reach out to them at 443-422-3830. Again, that's 443-422-3830. Or you can go just go right to their website at mavpp.com. Now let's get right back to the show and listen to this great interview. What drew you to Galaxy? Because Galaxy is known to be over the top and glamorous. Was that something you were seeking out? Were you ready to have like one of the most incredibly biggest crowns in the world? Like what what was on the, the do list? Because a lot of my girlfriends that definitely want to do Galaxy, the crown is like their end, end all be all. So was there anything that was really standing out that made you gravitate to Galaxy? You know, I what, what gravitated me to Galaxy was some of the title holders that I've noticed. Um, you had Darlene Deben, you had Diana Lawrence, you had Maria Torres, and I saw a system. It was my first international system, and I wanted to have something to look forward to, and also something to push myself to. Um, because in Asia, I didn't, I couldn't, I was too old to enter some of the international pageants because, again, pageantry is much smaller and it's a much um, younger age frame. I wanted to have something, a goal, something to look forward to. And for me, it was learning to train um, in a different way and was also tapping into a glamorous side of me that I don't get to do very often in the military. I mean, we dress up as 12 year old boys. I mean, that uniform is not made for us females, it's made for the gentlemen. But that's I for sure. Wanted to have, I wanted to have that experience. And to me, you know, the white party, the PJ party, all the things that she does. Like, it feels like a girl's weekend, a girl's trip. And even my friends who came along the pageant, we didn't even feel like it was a pageant because we had so much fun together. We literally had so much fun together. So um, I loved it when she did in Florida. And, um, yeah, it was it was an awesome experience. I, I feel so blessed to be one of her queens. So would you recommend people to just really pursue Galaxy? Is it Was it that motivating and changing of a life? Or... Or would it be one of many that you'd recommend? Um, it's definitely one of many that I recommend. I, I always tell people, you know, I wanted something with glitz and glam and over the top because there is no other pageant out there like that. And if you're looking for something like that where you get to push the fashion envelope or try something that's out of this world, that's the system to do it in. And it's a system where I felt safe, the safe system I felt very welcome, and also a system that I was challenged, but challenged for me challenge challenge in a way that I wanted to push myself. And so that's, you know, for, and for me, that was my first international system competing. So. Does that make a big difference being an international pageant? Does, does well, just, just, just the, the way they promote it or because it's, they, they try to influx so many other cultures in it. I think it also depends like where you are. So at the time I was stationed in Japan. So the idea of having an international title as an American woman overseas to me was such a unique opportunity that I truly wanted to seize because I felt that it would make me more relatable back where I was and I could make the most impact in the time that I had left overseas in Asia. Well, I, I agree with you that if you're able to impact 
where you actually are serving as well as represent your home country, that's got to be, um, a, you know, like a perk of both sides. You get a bang for, I guess, the bang for buck, I guess would be the way, um, but, but best way to say it. Um, is, kill a, you know, kill, kill a bird, yeah. Yeah, kill a bird, too, but right, exactly. So now from that point on, were you only looking for at pageants that um, when you were serving and you're deployed that you can you can do dual um, relationships and, and represent the community that you're currently in as well as the home your home country? Absolutely, because when I am serving overseas, uh, the military has a more robust uh, public relations department. We do a lot more in the community, and with that gave me a lot of opportunity. And I knew with pageantry that I could push it to a new level. And that's what I've done here in, in Italy. And I will tell you, after Galaxy, I was exhausted. I I wore that crown. It's probably super glued together because I put that crown on so many heads. And my banner has been cleaned and sealed like a wedding gown dress because I just wore it so much and did so much with it because I wasn't tied to a country. It was a universal title that I felt like I'd do a lot of good with. Um, and, and, you know, and from that, I tell people I took a break for a few years because I wanted to give back to my friends and my mentors and my coaches and my trainers who really were, you know, my army, my Navy tribe of people that helped me get where I at. And I knew that they wanted to compete as well, or they were doing a project in their life that I turned wanted to be supportive of. Yeah, but, you know, the dirtier that sash gets, the more people that you connect with. And unfortunately, if your crown gets a little cracked, you know, super glue helps to glue it back. Just means the more people, yeah, just means the more people that you made impact in someone's life. Just won't, I just made the comment earlier, you know, one, it only takes one person to uh, to save their life or, or make their, their life better. So um, we can't really ask for more, you know, that's being selfish, you know. You know, if you can get more, then that's great. But like, if you can change one person's life, that, I mean, in my opinion, I mean, are you? Do you feel differently on that? No, I, I, I feel very grateful. I think that for me, changing lives, um, it, it's really changing mindsets. Is where I felt that I had a great impact. Um, overseas, I got to speak to a lot of young girls, and sometimes we didn't speak the same language. But a smile, something that sparkles, that's universal in every language, no matter where you are in the world. So that was really nice. Oh yeah, absolutely. Putting that that smile on that the 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 Disney commercial I always think of is um, putting a smile on one on everyone's child's face is such a huge thing. So I I agree with you. Like taking that bad day and making it just a little more special is so Im impactful. And there's so little things that having a pageant title and and being that strong. Um, female for another female generation is so impactful especially how unfortunately from the male side we really do hold down our females especially in america so i i feel that pageantry is a great way to show how strong and confident women are and i really think it's a great way to to really motivate women to be themselves and be independent so i mean i do you see that as well, that it's a great way for women to be confident and be um, themselves and, and, and find themselves and all those good aspects in, the, in that realm? I definitely do. And I think that pageantry, you know, women in pageantry can use their platform and the power that comes with that role 
um, for something good. And for me, you know, being a naval officer, being a pageant queen, and being a doctor in the Navy means that I can show you can be strong and feminine. And that's something I truly want to show other women because very often I think it's easy for us to feel that we only fit in a certain box. We can't go into any other boxes. And um, I'm here to show you that you can do two things that are completely opposite and I can show you how they're relatable and how you can be 10 times more impactful because you can show that diversity in who you are as a person. Well, I definitely think you're breaking the glass ceiling because you're on one end, you're, you're, you're being the, the serious naval officer. On the other end, you're very glamorous. And in the center, you're being like a mixture of both. So if, if you're not the definition of really showing that you can play on both sides of the field or multiple sides of the field, then I don't know who else would be a good standing out for that. On top of you're not just showing up, you're actually winning and winning in a big way. So that that really just shows how confident and how successful you're doing. So, so I mean, is that how you see it, or do you you, you see it more as a complicated situation? There? No, no, I, I definitely agree with you 100%, but I always ask women when they do pageantry, what's your why? What's your goal? Okay. Because if your only goal is to win a crown, then – pageantry is not going to serve you in the full capacity that it can, that it's served me, for example. Well, I, I agree with you. The, the purpose shouldn't be just for the crown. There should be, um, a higher goal there. Like if you want to win the crown and then you want to promote your non-for-profit or if you want to want to win the crown and then you want to change a law, um, and you want to go after your local assembly. Yeah, of course. Um, but, I mean, in all sincerity, there are people that just want to win the crown, too. And I don't necessarily – do you feel that that's not a good enough answer just to want to win the crown? Well, I – you know, we all have our reasons for sure. doing pageants. And, and some girls, yes, that's that's what they want. They want to win the crown, and and that's the reason. Um, I just know that people have asked me, you know, what's helped me be successful – for me, it wasn't just necessarily about just winning a crown. It was all the things I did leading up to it and the things that I would want to do if I was fortunate enough to be selected for that job. Because I look at that crown, not just a crown, but truly a job that I will have for my full year. Or in my case right now, a little bit longer. <laughs> so, But also the way you're looking at it is probably one of the reasons why you're standing out in the interview situation because you're being a proven commodity. You're saying that I'm doing it already. You know, I'm trying to affect change, then saying, um, I'm going to do this. Um, my my friend that has been very, very successful, she's already runs her not-for-profit. She's already pursuing it. She's not waiting to win the title and do it. You already are serving in the military, already trying to affect change. So uh, to me, it, that's more impactful than please give me the crown so that I can be uh, an impact in the community. You should already, do you agree that you should already trying to be that impact in the community if you expect to win? Um, for me, it's about the, the system that you're a part of. So if you are part of, for example, when I was Miss Earth, my focus was doing stuff that was focused on the environment versus if when I was Miss Galaxy, my focus was much, much different than it was on Earth. It was still making an impact in the community, but it was the avenue that I did it and my focus that was different. So that's what I would, you know, I would tell girls or women that are competing, you know, what is that system about? What's that goal? What are the mission statement? And how are you going to embody that as a title holder? And what are you going to bring 
to build that legacy as a title holder. Well, you mentioned it. So you took four years off between your last national title with Galaxy, and then you competed in 2018, and you won na- another national title with Miss Earth. What was that experience like? Because their my main goal is about really promoting the earth and renewable energy and all of the items that go along with that recycling and promoting um, Earth Day and all those key factors. Was that something that you had always been very passionate about? And were you always someone that wanted to really focus on that? And did you really gravitate to those, those goals and those aspirations? I believe really what gravitated me towards um, the earth and environment, it wasn't something that I, I'll be honest, that I grew up that I was very passionate about, that I I did. Um, My background has been more in dentistry and working with kids and access to care. But where it was out of my life is I was stationed in Italy in a country that is very, and, and Europe in general is very much about environment sustainability and doing things for the environment and living on an island where you can actually see the effects of not recycling or littering or not doing compost, it made it that much more prevalent that I really could see a direct cause and effect to the actions I did and the projects that I did in the community. So for me, I saw as an opportunity to really become a civic leader within my community, but also use the leverage of the pageant to kind of bring an awareness to a part of the world and a country that doesn't get as much attention as other parts of the world. Well, you know, I think it's always important that you can really dedicate something that is beyond you, especially it's something that if you can leave a legacy that's really defining, if you can change the culture more and more um, in a positive way to make us be able to live on this planet longer. I think that's a something to really achieve for. Um, I think it's something we all need to work on every day to, to do much more. Do you feel that you in your year of rain that you made an impact? Did you, um, do you feel at least your community has really made some strides there? Absolutely. So one of the couple of the projects that I did um, for my year as Miss Earth is we did a huge environmental cleanup Um, along an area in Sicily. So there was an area that had a lot of trash, that had a lot of debris. And, you know, when people are used to looking at something every day and it doesn't change, it kind of, they kind of almost become complacent. They forget about it. But the fact that we went into an area and we beautified it, all of a sudden they noticed it and they changed it. And to me, if you're able to change that personality or change that trait or that mindset, that's really where you're going to start getting that caring, contagious attitude. Um, another impact project that I did is I went to Morocco on a mission trip where I taught English and I taught how to, and I use, um, recyclable, sustainable crafts for kids that were ages three to five in a school, um, outside of Asbro, Morocco and teaching kids things at a very young age, um, you're instilling those habits for life. And so to me, I always tell people, one of the reasons I love treating kids is the cement isn't dry. So for me, I think that education, as well as opening people's eyes to things they may have not been exposed to, is a great way to really um, be that spark to really ignite that change. I just love the way you just put that into uh, cement with children isn't dry. That's a great way of like explaining that their mind. That is such a great like that. 
That's, I've never heard of that, and I'm gonna. If it's okay, I'm gonna steal that. I think that's Just a go great. Go ahead, you can. Yeah, that's a. I and I. I think that uh, you're absolutely dead on, and you're heading towards the right. That that's a good way to explain how a young child's mind works. Okay, I like that, and I agree with you. Um, if you're able to to go there and teach and and really make impact, they'll definitely remember you their entire life. I bet you those kids will never ever forget that experience, and and hopefully they will continue um, doing those recycling apps and and really continue um doing those those things every every day and hopefully they will actually um pass that on to their kids so hopefully those impacts will actually be really impact in the future i hope so i hope so it's a lot of fun teaching those kids they taught me a lot too a lot of patience for sure (laughs) oh yeah absolutely I just wanted to take one extra second and talk about our sponsor of the week, Mid-Atlantic Video and Photography Production. No matter if you're planning a wedding and you need a wedding videographer, you're doing a music video, or you're doing commercial, they are the team to get the job done. You can reach out to them at 443-422-3830. Again, that's 443-422-3830. Or you can go right to their website at mav. PP.com. Now let's get right back to this great interview. All right. So this is the part of the show where I let my lovely guest talk about all of her sponsors or anything that is top of mind that um, she wants to point out. So Corinna, what are some really important things that are on top of your mind that we haven't talked about that we should highlight and let people know about? Well, I am the current reigning International Miss 2020. It is a system that really promotes entrepreneurship um, for women of all ages, all marital statuses, 26 and above. And I would tell people the one beauty of thing about this pageant system is that we don't have a, we don't have an interview bio shoot. We actually had to do a video. Wow. So we are really challenged in our social media aspect to prove who we are before we actually meet the judges. We are judged on our social media and we are judged on a video before we actually meet the judges. So that is something that I would definitely, you know, um, tell your listeners about. Um, And I'm very proud to be the title holder for that system. The system was founded by my director, Laura Clark, and she resides in Switzerland with her family. I am in Italy with the military and my sister queen international biz 2020 Mikhail Carroll is located in Belgrade, Serbia. So truly an international system. And for me, one of the awesome parts about the system is that we win a grant that we can either use towards a business or a passion project. So for me, mine has actually been towards a Ted talk coach to start doing Ted talks. Once our world has healed a little bit more and we're in a better place where we're able to do those live forum and conferences again. Well, that would be really uh, exciting. I, I think yeah. that, I think that anytime anyone gets opportunity to be an official Ted, Ted talk speaker, that's an honor and, and an absolute um, pleasure to, to really sit there and listen to someone talk about a topic that they're he- heavily um, knowledgeable about. So I, I would be honored to, I hope that they record your episode and, you know, I would love to watch it. So, and, uh, if it's anywhere on the East coast, you know, please invite, uh, please invite me. I would love to go. So. 
Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. I mean, right now I'm looking at uh, Japan because I'm relocating next month from Italy to Japan. Well, but hey, I will definitely keep J- that in mind Japan sounds because, really but... incredible, too. It's a little outside my budget right now, but that sounds awesome. <laughs> so that's where I'm looking. But thank you. I will definitely keep yeah. that in mind for future reference. Um, as far as sponsors, gosh, there is so many wonderful people over the years that have sponsored me, that have coached me, that have trained me. Um, I'll start with Tammy Kaysen, Jackie McKenna, Darley Deban, Alexis Landrum are just a few of the amazing people. Heather Rosblock, Laura Clark, Maria Torres. Um, I'm just naming some of the directors who've really helped me grow. Um, Antoinette Rushing, um, and Melissa, I am blanking on your last name. I apologize. It will come to me. Um, but I have just met some really, really wonderful women who have pushed me, who have encouraged me, who have empowered me. And then as far as sponsors, you know, for International Miss, I worked with Patrick Stevens from IHHG Productions, Davi Preo, and Orthodox who let me come into his office, which was phenomenal, as well as um, Salvo Ferrer, who gave me some of his footage from Italy, his sister Mariella, who really helped instrument it, Michael Walker. You know, I could go on and on, but what I will tell you is that um, no person, um, gets to where they're at without a, um, an army or my place, uh, the Navy supporting them along the way. And I've had a lot of mentors in the military who have really pushed me, who have encouraged me, supported me and really given me the time to enjoy what pageantry has to offer. So, you know, every title, everything I've won truly goes to the people along the way because they've helped me become the woman I am today. Well, I, I would have to say it's it's commendable and also incredible and amazing that um, the, the time that they're giving you to compete in those systems because, you you know, they could be um, restrictive, but it's, it's, it's awesome that they encourage you to go out there and, and compete, and um, they want you to do that. So I'm really proud to, to have a Navy that would con- continue to encourage you to go out there and challenge yourself. So... I'm really proud that they do that for you. So that's really awesome that 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 occurs. So, well, thank you. I do appreciate it. Do you looking back? So, am I? Did I count wrong? That's seven national titles, right? Like, like did did going back to that 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 like that person who point the pointed the I call pointed the bear, you know, who made the um, really sarcastic comment to you. Does that like enough to be like? See, I'm so. See, I I know I could do it. See, I have seven. I have seven national titles. You know. See, I am successful. So, I you know for me, I, I'm so glad they did say that because they set me on a wonderful path of people that I would I would have met otherwise. So I you know the vigil who said it. I actually am friends with him and I do bump with him occasionally. Whenever he sees a pageant, he's like, "Oh, I wonder if Corinne's going to be here." Because <laughs> now he feels he knows a celebrity. So you know, um, you know what goes around comes around. So oh yeah, I, of course. I guess for me, I it's you know I I guess you know everything came to full fruition. So yeah, I I I'm very grateful. So sometimes I I truly believe that you know I'm I'm a woman of faith, of Christian faith, and I believe that God puts people in our life for a reason. And he takes people out of her life for a reason. So I'm glad he put that person in my life for a reason because I've had an awesome life so far, and I can't wait to see what I can do next. I I absolutely agree with you. I believe that he brings people in your life when you need it, and then he takes them out when you don't need it, and he challenges you and gives you 
obstacles or things you need to do knowing that you can achieve them. And he, he doesn't give you things that he knows that you can't deal with. So um, clearly all of the challenges that he's put in front of you, um, he knew that you would do very well out. And, and clearly you have um, excelled at it because the audience as well as the judges thought that you were the most qualified. So kudos for you and congratulations on all that. Thank how, you so much. I really appreciate it. How do you look, how do you like see the next several years going? Um, if you find a significant other, uh, if there is one, do you get married? If you get married, then do you decide to do married pageants or are you, do you think that you've done everything you, you can with pageants and that part of your life is perhaps closing and maybe you're going to maybe coach or just help people? Or do you think that there's more, there's more for you to achieve because you've, uh, you've won so many national titles. It's, uh, it, it's most people win one, but you've won seven. So I definitely see myself still competing and, when, um, whenever I meet the person I'm supposed to be with, I, it's something that I would love to do with him because I think it'd be so cool that I could have him be part of my journey because I know in the missus systems that the husbands are the ones who crown the wife. But to me, yes. that's, that's a team that is, you yes. know, um, a team effort. And that'll be something that before I do that, that would be something that we could talk about and evaluate because just like anything in life, um, when you are married, when you have a family, you want to make sure it's good for the unit and, and that it makes sense. And so I definitely see myself still competing, but also I'm, I'm also looking forward to kind of taking a step back um, when I'm done competing and really helping the women along the way and paying that forward. Um, whether it's being part of a board of directors, whether it's helping at the pageant itself. I, um, I definitely see myself involved in some way or fashion. I think it'll depend on where in the world the military has me and what capacity and um, what's available for me to do. Well, it sounds like your future is definitely very bright and it looks like you have kind of a roadmap. So um, I'm very happy for you and I'm excited to see how things end out for you uh, and end up for you and, Definitely sounds like um, marriage is only but another journey um, to be discovered. So um, it sounds like that journey is going to be really exciting. It sounds like there's going to be more national titles in your future. I would be very blessed if that's the case. But if not, a long way, I will definitely enjoy the journey to get there. Because each time I've competed, I definitely have learned something and grown in a way that I didn't expect. So for me, that to me is where success is. Well... Corinna, it has been an absolute pleasure. I really hope that you enjoyed your hour here. I, I want to hold, I, I asked you to be on the show for an hour, and I, I don't want to take up more time than, than, I, than I asked for. So I know that you're very busy. So I really appreciate you so much for coming on the show. I really hope that my listeners really appreciate all the things that you've given to us and, and the knowledge. And I really hope that they've earned, they learned some stuff and, um, the incredible success that you've had. Uh, I would love for you to come on in the future and talk about what the goals are currently and how things are going and, and would love to get some more in-depth conversations. So I really appreciate your time today. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure, Paul, and um, wish you and your family be safe and be well back in the United States. I, I as well, and please be safe, okay?
Thank you. Corinne, thank you so much for coming on the show. I've, in my short um, interviewing opportunities of my lifetime doing the podcast, have not interviewed someone with so many national titles. Kudos for you for just putting yourself out there and competing in so many systems and being so successful. Also, thank you so much again for serving in the, the Navy. Um, it takes a lot of courage to put yourself, um, putting yourself, putting your country first and, and protecting us. And I really appreciate you doing that and working hard. So thank you so much for that. For all my lovely listeners, as I always mention, I really appreciate you guys really following our our podcast as well as our movie review show with my co-host Ivan Carlos. I would love if you guys wouldn't mind giving us a comment or a like and subscribe and please just letting us know what you guys think of the show. And as always, please stay tuned. Please. And as always, please stay tuned.